Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann and on the phone with our good friend and producer of Strangerville Live, Jolyn Metro. Woo! Hey, Jolyn. Hi. So, Jolyn, this is kind of a take two. Yeah. We, uh, we did this. Yeah, sure is. We did this two weeks ago. <laughs> we did a f- mm-hmm. full episode yep. that we all really liked, only to realize after the fact that the recording equipment was not working. Wah, wah. So thank you for coming back and doing this with us again. You're welcome. Jolene, why, you, <laughs> why don't you tell us what you've been watching? <laughs> what have I been watching? Um, so this is like old news in terms of the fact that it's going on for like six years but I finally just got into it but BoJack Horseman has changed my life you guys Uh, so it's you know a cartoon a lot of really famous people Nate Will Arnett does a voice he's the main character Uh, just a lot of really really good themes in the show too it takes a little while to get into a couple episodes which you know i always hate when everybody says that you have to give it like six episodes (laughs) but the payoff is so good that it is worth it we talked we you we had talked previously because like you're not normally into cartoons for adults right the only one that i like is bob burger same like i don't like the ones that are like a I don't like Family Guy or uh, Futurama, ones like those, they're not for me. But this one, I don't know, it's so good. It's devastating and phenomenal. And they really challenge, like, really interesting television conventions. Like, they have this one episode where the entire episode is a guy giving a eulogy. Mm. And it's basically just him talking for, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. And it is phenomenal i watched it two times in a row because it was so good huh. whoa it's so good i've never yeah. done that with anything they have one that, mm. <laughs> no i know anyway so you should give it a watch give it a try all right what else yeah. what else well i watched that really dumb netflix christmas movie <gasps> no. the, the night before, before christmas, christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh tell us about it <laughs> Oh, it's just as bad as you expect. Uh-huh. It's so bad, you guys. It's so bad. Like fun bad, bad or bad. like I want oh, my two yeah, hours back? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> Perfect. So it's I just like saw like the basically the name the name of the movie and the photo and I think I put the whole plot together, but it's basically like a woman living in uh-huh. the modern era who falls in love with like a uh-huh. night ghost. Is that basically it? <laughs> he's not a ghost, he's a time time traveling knight. <laughs> Amazing. He, like somehow finds himself in like modern day wherever they are. And she like for some reason she's like, Oh, this isn't sketchy. She like hits him with her car or something and then like takes him to her house. Mm-hmm. And then like he learns how to speak like normal people language in like oh one gosh. day just from watching television. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that is yeah. so funny. It's you know, it's terrible. definitely it's definitely <laughs> one of those movies where they came up with the title first and then they oh, made the movie sure. where they're like, ooh. 
the night before Christmas. Oh, is it? That's interesting. Is it K-N? K- oh, my gosh. The night uh-huh. before Christmas. Uh-huh. Ooh, we should make a movie. <laughs> what should it be about? Well, a night, I obviously. Mean, all good movies are based on puns. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. We know the this. Only good ones I can think of. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I would give it a watch. It's better if you're a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think but I do, yeah. It, it is worth the watch in that sense. Just to, I mean, there's this one scene this guy really likes. He calls it like something meat and it's just hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so for Christmas, the woman's sister gives him like a glass mug filled with hot chocolate. Oh. Like, that's like his gift. It's just a weird, like, <laughs> like, like crappy, like Swissmas packets. <laughs> No, well, I don't know. We don't know what it is. It's oh, it's like, like the prepared hot chocolate. Hot chocolate? Yes, and like this, like in like this <laughs> glass, um, like wine decanter almost. It's so weird. Oh, I don't I'm like that. You, but no, it's weird. You it's know, really weird. I've come to like realize that there aren't. It's like Christmas music. Like Christmas movies aren't good. No. Like we just watch them because it's that time of year and mm-hmm. we feel obligated mm-hmm. to. But very few Christmas movies, I'm like, wow, this really stands up as cinema. Yeah. They're all bad. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like two years ago, uh, because a lot of those Christmas movies, like the Hallmark movies and those networks are filmed in Salt Lake City. Yeah. They film a lot of them in Salt Lake City. And a couple of years ago, they filmed an entire movie, Christmas movie at my law firm where I work. Amazing. Like somebody let them in. It actually caused a lot of drama. (laughs) Like a lot. A lot of drama. They were like long emails sent to like the entire firm of people like fighting about who let them in. (laughs) And then it was like, I think it was on the Hallmark Channel and it had that Cosby, the the girl who was on the Cosby show. Raven? No, not that one. A different one. Anyway, <laughs> Skylar and I like DVR'd it. We were so excited, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But it was like super weird because they were like in people's wait, offices. Wait, wait. Was it about like a young woman who leaves her corporate job to go home, and she meets like the guy that she went to high school with, and she overlooked him because she was dating the football player, but now he like owns a hardware store and he wears jeans and a leather jacket. That sounds familiar. That's the plot so of all of them. That's we were, like every Hallmark movie. We were also Literally a little toasty. <laughs> so we don't. No, I think it was, if anybody knows it, I think it was they were, she was like this corporate person who ran a mall and then she fell in love with somebody whose store they were going to close. Oh, I think it was, sure. I think they were supposed to be doing like a You've Got Mail type movie and it was just, it was so bad. And one guy in the movie had like pit stains the entire film. Like, they didn't notice? Yeah, like, unintentional. <laughs> it was just, like, a regular guy, but he, like, had, like, the worst pit They thing. have a budget of, like, $200. They're well, like, dude, they, we can't get a new shirt. They, we don't have any money for they it. They used our offices for free. Um, anyway. Wait, so who let them in? I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. I have a <laughs> my NDA <laughs> requires me not to disclose any further information. Okay, we got way off track. Joel, anything else you've been watching? I mean, I watch so much TV, but probably nothing we're talking about. You know what I mean? It's just sure. I watch a ton gotcha. of, like, yeah. So now we can move on. Gotcha. Um, Eli, what have you been watching? So really, really quickly... I, I did a 14-hour drive yesterday from Portland, Oregon to Salt Lake City, Utah, and I was in a car with a um, cranky southern gentleman who <laughs> played 
more than 10 <laughs> hours of the Dave Ramsey podcast. No, Dave Ramsey the financial money guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I can't think of anything worse. I had a dream like last night that was just numbers. Like it was just me like writing down numbers on a piece of paper and like doing math. Anyway, I'm going to get my life in financial order okay. now. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Is he the one that's like, don't have credit cards? Yeah. Okay. He is like an anti-debt guy. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are turned off to him because he's like very conservative and religious. And so if you're not those things, people can find him off-putting. But I'm of the mindset that like if somebody has a good idea, I don't care about their bad ideas. I'm there for their good ideas. And so like I don't care. if. Mm-hmm. So but he ends like every episode by being like, and don't, re- and don't forget the best way to walk in peace is with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. It's like very Amazing. like Southern <laughs> Christian. Yeah. But like – I enjoyed it and actually think that he does a lot of good for people. And so it was kind of like fun to hear people like Colin and he will like tell them like, this is how you can get your life in order. Don't you think with stuff like that, it's not that his recipe is better than others, but it's like a recipe. And sometimes people just need some sort of plan, some sort of guidance. There's a little bit of that. And I do think because he's like worked out this whole thing where it's like you just need to do this in steps and just focus on one step at a time. Yeah. And so, and like the steps are very digestible. And his whole thing is like, everybody knows can do the math. Like you all know, like spend less than you make or whatever. And that's how you save money. But like, we, even though we know that we still like do stupid things with our money. And so like, you have to fix a behavioral problem and get yourself into better habits. And here are ways that you can do that and like get yourself in a pattern of like paying attention to what you're doing. And so I think it, I think that's kind of his whole shtick. But anyway, um, that's not TV. Uh, Survivor is nearing the end of the season, and I cannot wait for it to be over. It's been a very kind of dramatic season. It's provoked a lot of like larger conversations. I won't go too deeply into it, but a few weeks ago, um, there was like this whole kind of sex... um, I don't even know what you call it. A woman kind of harassment. Harassment. A woman had accused a man. Yeah, me too. Kind of issue. A woman had had accused a man on the show of violating her personal space, and she had asked him to stop, and he wouldn't stop, and it just got grew more and more uncomfortable. And then a couple of the other women on the show um, made up allegations against this guy to try and advance their game, and it was just really upsetting. And a lot of people are very angry about the way it was handled and whether uh, talking about whether or not the producers should have done more. I still don't know what I think about it, but I do know, like, it has not been fun to watch. Like the last couple of weeks since that happened, I've just kind of like find myself almost fast forwarding through it because I'm just like, I can just get to the end and move on from this. But it's weird. I rarely have many bad things to say about Survivor, but I am not a fan of it right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then Inside Out. You watched Inside Out. I watched Out. Inside. Thank you, Meg. Yay. I finally watched Inside Out. Did you cry? Oh, sobbed. Okay. I sobbed Bing in that bong? movie. Wait, oh. the, the Pixar movie? Yes. I had, oh. Meg has been telling me for a couple of years to watch it, and I'm not a Pixar person. I'm not an animated film person generally, and so I haven't really been that motivated to do it. And every time I see it on planes, I don't want to select it because I don't want other people to see that, like, this 35-year-old grown man chose a Pixar movie, which yeah. I know we've talked about. No, I get it. I just, I don't have enough self-confidence for that. Sure. And so I finally watched it over this weekend, and it is like a nearly perfect film. Yeah. Uh, the writing is really good. The yeah. voice actors are phenomenal. I bawled when the little <laughs> sadness, like, went and hugged 
bing bong. The... I don't think there's a better um, kind of primer for mental health mm-hmm. than Inside Out. Yeah. Um, the way they kind of demonstrate the mm-hmm. role of every emotion and your overall mental health yeah. is really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I whole, fully recommend that for all ages. That's it. Awesome. What have you been watching, Meg? I have been watching so many movies. Uh, I saw Knives Out. What's that? It's Ryan so Johnson. It's, I tried to. It's so good, right? It's so good. So fun. It's just like a whodunit full of stars. It's got Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Tony Collette. Hmm. uh, And it's just like a straight up and down like Agatha Christie inspired mystery. And it's funny and it's interesting and it's well shot and well written. Oh, and um, Bond. um, Daniel Craig. Is like the star as like a southern detective who does such a good job. It's such a big, fun performance. You can't take your eyes off of him. It's like a tight 90 minutes of just a lot of fun. Cool. Frozen 2. Absolutely hated it. Really? Hated (laughs) Frozen 2. And I feel like I felt when like everyone was like, the greatest showman is the greatest movie of all time. And Uh I'm like, what are you people taking? (laughs) This is objectively bad. Like I'm here again. Like, did you, did we see the same movie? Like all these people are praising it for these messages. I'm like, I don't care if the messages are good. The movie is bad. The script is bad. It's lazy. This is straight to video Nonsense. Like in the 90s, we just got it straight to video. So, I mean, and we knew what we were getting. When yeah. you put in Return to Jafar, you know you're getting like a C. Plus. <laughs> Return to Jafar. You know, oh my gosh, it's yes. like, you know, but like this, you're like, you paid money to go to the theater and watch this. And it's like trying to like solve colonialism. It's like doing way oh, too no. much one time. And the songs are bad, real bad. I hated Frozen 2. Really? I listened to some of the songs and they were not great. They are not good. They sound like uh, Disney sequel songs. Yes, that's what this movie is. This is straight to video garbage. The animation is impressive. I'll give it that. It's like really interesting to watch the things they're doing with like fabrics and they animate water really well but the story, there's like this moment where Anna sees an ice sculpture and she's like... And she, like, explains the entire history of the people that she's just, like, put together from seeing this one ice sculpture. It's, like, the laziest, laziest oh, no. writing I've ever seen in a movie. So, Did your kids love it, though? Actually, Ivy, the older one, didn't. Ramona really? loves, I mean... Animation. Just whatever garbage is on. She, <laughs> she devours it, you know? She sounds like me. And I love her for that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but Ivy was not into it. Uh, the Report, which is now available on... Amazon. It's starring Adam Driver, and it's about the um, I love Adam Driver interrogation enhanced interrogation technique report that came out that was seven thousand pages. He spent years and years and years gathering all this information about the CIA's pretty much torture techniques and released this report. Uh, I enjoyed it. Annette Benning plays Diane Feinstein in it. I think she does a really good oh. job. I think that Adam Driver is good in it. It's a story that I was like loosely familiar with, but I didn't know the ins and outs. It was interesting to learn more of that. That said, it is a movie about a guy writing a report. So it got a little long at times, but I think it's an interesting political drama. And I have been trying to watch The Irishman. 
do not take a melatonin and try and watch The Irishman, really? which is the method I've been using to watch it. <laughs> I have been watching it for over a week. I'm an hour and a half in. I have two hours left. <laughs> it's okay. fine. It's fine. Okay. I don't think this movie is for me. I think that it's um, like a man movie. It's about like men and relationships for men and like... You know, I feel like I've seen one mob movie. I've seen every mob movie. Yeah. So far, this movie isn't bringing me anything I haven't seen. Of course, I am only an hour and a half in. I've still got two hours left to go. It might surprise me eventually. But it's like, okay, they do this weird thing to Robert De Niro's face to make him look younger. And it's distracting. You're like, this is clearly technology. This is not Robert De Niro's oh. face now. And I don't care for that. I kind of wish you had picked younger actors. Yeah. Whatever. People really like it. I think it's fine. I'm not mad about it. I'm just not like that into it. Gotcha. And of course, the morning show. Can I, sorry, one thing real quick. I know I do this like every time you Please. introduce like the topic of the day and then I'm like, I'm not done yet. Please. Um, I know you talked about it last week already with your husband, Stephen, but let me just say I binged the entirety of The Crown season three and I would like to put my stamp of approval on that television program. Yes. I love it so much. I love it so much that I am going to go back and re-binge it. Good. Good for you. So, and if are. you haven't wow. already listened to last week's episode where Stephen and I mildly argue about the crime. We both like it, but there are points <laughs> on which we differ. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the morning show, the objectively terrible program from Apple Plus. <laughs> objectively. That we are here to discuss today. Starring three people that I have decided I don't actually think are good actors. Okay, so the th we've got Steve Carell, we've got Jennifer Aniston, mm -hmm. we've got Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Reese Witherspoon going full Reese Witherspoon. 200%, which is pretty much Reese Witherspoon in everything, except for Walk the Line. But I like, felt like I wish... Like, Go ahead, Jolyn. This is like... This is like exponentially more Reese than anything else we've ever seen her in, though. Yeah. So... Yeah. She's just like like 400% Reese. Yeah. Full tilt Reese. It's like Reese on Coke. Like, I like Legally Blonde Reese. Sure, it's fine. It's because it's a caricature. Like, she's being this very cartoonish thing. I like thing. Big Little Lies Reese. Eh, not season two. No, well, no, nothing about season two was likable. Yeah. Uh, I like Walk the Line Reese. I feel like that was a, a good performance. I like that... her uh, getting pulled over for drunk driving and berating a police officer Reese. <laughs> That's my favorite Reese performance. Oh my God. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Oh. I am an American you know citizen. And I am an American citizen. <laughs> I used to think that I used to think that Steve Carell was like the greatest actor of our time and now I think that he just was really good in the office. He's Michael Scott in every role. Yeah, no, not every role. That boxing movie he did with Channing Tatum, but because they like put on like prosthetic face, like he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't behave Norm, like a normal person in any way, and he is very good in that. Okay, but sometimes I wonder if makeup gets in the way of a performance. Like, because yeah. you find yourself asking, like, am I watching makeup or am I watching an actor? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's what was happening in Beautiful Boy. I felt like every time he was on screen, I was watching an after school special. Yeah. And, but I didn't want to admit it at the time because I was like, no, because Steve Carell's the great actor of our time. But now I like watched the pilot of the morning show and I was just like, Nah, he's just not a good actor. Like, he's just not that good. He's not. And it's so sad because, like, I love him dearly. Um, Jolyn, please say your thing about the TV on the first episode of Morning Show about <laughs> Steve Carell. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, 
so in the first episode, he's watching something in a towel. Do we want to, like, cover the premise of the show? Yeah. So, well, very briefly, the show is about Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston have a morning talk show and a sex scandal comes out. Steve Carell is fired and the show sort of deals with Jennifer Aniston trying to figure out how to move on and continue to build the show. And Reese Witherspoon becomes a part of it. That's basically you're caught up. So. So he after the news comes out about his indiscretions there is somebody on the television jennifer aniston's character you know on the morning show is talking about it and he's watching it at his house you know there's this big giant television hanging on his wall and he gets so mad he just like starts you know trying to pull it off the wall and he's like beating it he's, like you know busting the tree and i can't Help, but think about that episode of The Office, the dinner party episode, where him and Jan host a couple couples over, <laughs> showing them the TV on his lawn. He's like, Dad, if I'm in the corner and want to see it better, I can just pop it out. <laughs> I, really, I really do want somebody to like put those scenes side by side. <laughs> it's uncanny. Uncanny. It is so. When as soon as you told me that, I started. I was dying. This is like, how did I not notice that? And now I want to go back and rewatch the entire first episode just for that. Um, so we we talked about when we recorded this previously, and we should mention this again. We talked about how this show is simultaneously ten years too late, but also too soon. Oh yeah, it, it feels like a show. 10 years ago that well, like when Aaron Sorkin was like the guy you mm-hmm. know and there were like all these Aaron Sorkin ripoffs like look we walk and talk too and we're like really talky and yeah. like people <laughs> speak in full sentences not like normal human conversation like we're all monologuing at each other all the time whatever but it's also like about how like maybe me too went too far and it's like guys <laughs> we're still in could it. we wait a minute before we like condemn me too which is still going on yeah. it like can't figure out what it is i'm seven episodes deep into this thing what you keep going you guys i am all in on the morning show it is trash and i love it does it it get any better no it gets worse (laughs) it gets gets way worse Oh, no. And it's still like, you, you guys, maybe Me Too wasn't such a good thing. And it's like, no, but like, yeah. like Harvey Weinstein was a bad guy. Like, yeah. that needed to happen. We needed these men to be exposed. Uh, totally. And it's like, but, but what about... Too, but the thing is, though, is that there is some nuance, though, to Me Too, right? Yeah. Like, what Weinstein did is different than, like, the Aziz and Sorry stuff that came out. Yes. Exactly, right? yeah. There is there is a you know a spectrum of bad and poor behavior and I'm it's interesting because obviously yes I'm full on board I want there to be like no repercussions for people for women who or victims who speak out um, but I also understand that there is some nuance to this and it isn't as cut and dry as just men are bad for yeah. sure. For sure. Jo- Jolyn, did you ever finish the final season of Orange is the New Black? No, I did not. So in the last season of Orange is the New Black, they do a, a Me Too plot that actually I think is what the morning show was trying to do, which is to show that nuance and to show like it's not quite as simple as 
like Me Too, the men are bad. And it's not quite as simple as the men are being villainized, overly villainized. It's like there are a lot of moving parts that are happening, and it's complicated to figure out how to do that. In Orange is a New Black, like somebody gets accused of more of a, an Aziz Ansari kind of thing. And he mm-hmm. has to like personally grapple with like, well, did I do something wrong? Am I being, is this mm-hmm. being blown out of proportion? Is the fact that I'm wondering if it's being blown out of proportion, me doing something to perpetuate this thing, you know, and it, they do like a very interesting thing to sort of have that conversation and make you like wonder like, well, where do we land on this? The reason why I think the morning show fails is it's just, it's it's too loud for what they're trying to accomplish. I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but within the first couple of episodes, all you have is a bunch of people who are super pissed that their lives are falling apart. Super rich people who super, are pissed that their lives are yeah, falling apart. Super rich people who are pissed that their lives are falling apart, and they're all just screaming about it in a way that I feel like is just totally tone deaf to what like the underlying conversation is that the rest of us are having. Yeah, and so and. Maybe part of it is, like, it's written and performed by, like, a generation that's maybe, like, the generation above where the conversation is happening. Older Gen Xers. Yeah, it's, like, older Gen Xers and baby boomers. I don't know if is Jennifer Aniston a Gen Xer or a She's baby a boomer. She's a Gen Xer. Um, and, and you don't have really, like, any millennials or Gen Zers participating in that conversation. But I think the show is supposed to be kind of geared toward millennials. Yeah. And it's just not working. It's not working. It's not resonating. I mean, it's a spectacle. And I think we're all engaging with the spectacle. We're engaging with Bradley Jackson, this insane Reese Witherspoon character (laughs) who they hire after like one thing. It would never happen. And she's like bombastic. She would be fired after her first day on the job because she like goes into her abortion when she was 15. You're like, I'm sorry. This isn't this is not how this world works. Yeah. And it's just like I keep watching because I'm like, what are these choices these people are making? Yeah. None of them make sense to me. I feel nothing for any of these people. Yeah. They could sh- have a completely new cast the next episode and I'd be fine with it. I'd yeah. be like, oh, all those rich people went away. OK, who are these people? Yeah. So we, we <laughs> talked we trashed uh, Reese Witherspoon and um, Steve Carell. Do you guys think Jennifer Aniston is a good Actress. I actually think she's doing okay in this. She's better than the other two for sure. She's playing a bitch, which is interesting mm-hmm. um, because that's not a role I've seen her do. I know that in Cake, that's what she does, but I haven't seen Cake. Okay. Um, I think that her career was built on Rachel Green and Friends, yeah. who is like bubbly and fun and lovable. Everybody loves Rachel. Yeah. And to see her do this like cold ice queen, uh, pretty severe is kind of fun. Mm. I don't think it's the best she could do. Mm-hmm. Jolyn, what do you think? No, I agree. But actually, the time I liked her the most was in this most recent episode. I think, like, last week's episode, she got mad at her daughter. Yeah. And I was like, I actually was super on board for that scene. Like, I thought that, so I, I like her when she's playing that role, when she's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. So... Yeah, but no, I don't think any of them are great actors or actresses. And mm-hmm. nah, but I'm but I'm here for the show for some reason, and I've been trying to figure out why. I mean, the production because... value is high. Yeah. Sure. Well, we talked about yeah, we, we talked about really good. it's made by Apple, and Apple is good at making stuff like making mediocre stuff addictive yeah because it's shiny and white shiny it's white (laughs) shiny and white is the perfect description for this show it's fine (laughs) 
and for it's only fine, but for some reason I keep it. checking it over and over and over and over again. Like every day, I just keep checking to see what they've done next. I get, as I'm picking up my iPhone right now and having this conversation and mindlessly unlocking yeah. it to see what's going on on my iPhone. And it's what it, like I know the show is bad, but every Friday I'm like, yes, an episode of the morning show is available for me to watch now. There's something about it. And I wonder if part of it is like it's New York and I'm a sucker for like the big city, the stories from the big city and like the media and how TV is made, the behind the scenes. Like there are compelling aspects to it, even though it like as a whole falls pretty flat. Yeah. Something about it's working. It definitely isn't the title sequence, which is the longest title sequence of three balls bouncing around <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> oh, I skip it every time. It's so long. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah. keep watching this stupid show. Okay. Yeah. I'm in it. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm out. I made it halfway through the second episode. And that's big for you. That's big for me because I don't quit shows, but I don't consider I, I didn't really start this one. Okay. Like, it wasn't a start. I, I don't quit shows once I make it through a season of the show. I see. Then I stick around for to the bitter end. That's why I'm still watching Modern Family. I can't believe you're still watching Modern Family. It's oh. so bad. It is no. atrociously oh. bad. I didn't even know it was still on. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I thought I thought all of them just died. <laughs> there was a fire. And they all died. Jolyn, thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. Thanks, lady. Such a pleasure to Come talk to you. Come back again. Always. Uh Remember, Hive Mind, we're on our own channel now. Leave us a good rating and review. And exciting news, uh, take a screenshot of your rating and review. Email it to me, meg at thebeehive.com or hivemind at thebeehive.com. And we will send you a Fandango ticket to go see a movie. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. Next week.